0: You're listening to Positively Mental, sponsored by Fremont Counseling. If you're unsure about how to speak with your primary care provider or would like an evaluation immediately, you can contact Fremont Counseling to take advantage of open access hours. You can call Fremont Counseling in Lander at 332-2231 or Riverton at 856-6587 or look up their information at fremontcounseling.com. Exploring mental health and the human mind one episode at a time. This is the Positively Mental podcast. From the Porter's 10 cast studio, here's professional counselor, Lance Godey. Hello everyone. I'm Lance Gody here in the Porter's 10 cast studio and this is Positively Mental. I would like to welcome you to the fifth installment of my podcast, and here we go. So this week, I'd like to focus on a specific population that is being recognized in December with its own Awareness Month. It is Disability Awareness Month. So I wanted to just kind of set the stage a little bit and talk a little bit about some statistics. Um, there are uh, millions of working Americans uh, that are facing a crisis Um through a lack of adequate disability uh, insurance coverage or disability coverage. Uh, Today, the absence of emergency savings, rising medical costs, and an overall trend of fewer employers offering benefits to workers has created a critical blind spot for many American workers and their families. Without some kind of income protection, more Americans are experiencing uh, severe financial difficulty if they need to miss work due to illness, injury, or some other condition, even things like pregnancy. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about that, um, but I just wanted to set the stage um Uh, kind of give everybody kind of an opportunity to think about disability awareness, Uh, we're looking at some of the more common reasons for even short-term disability uh, are things like pregnancies, uh, that's uh, considered a short-term disability, uh, but also um, musculoskeletal Musculoskeletal, skeletal. Boy, I cannot say that word. That's a good one. I should have practiced that one beforehand. Uh, disorders affecting the back and the spine, the knees, the hips, the shoulders. Uh, that's a pretty good percentage as well. But also things like digestive disorders, things like even uh, gastritis or hernias. But also mental health issues, including depression and anxiety, which typically we have a focus uh, on here in in this session or our uh, in the Positively Mental uh, podcast. so, uh, But also injuries, work injuries, things like fractures, sprains, uh, things like that. Some of the more recent or more common reasons for long-term disability claims Uh, Include those musculoskeletal, I think I got that one that time, uh, cancer, pregnancy, but also mental health issues. Uh, So a lot of the consequences are pretty alarming. Uh, A 2014 study of bankruptcy identified the following uh, reasons as the primary reasons. Medical bills were 26%, a lost job, uh, 20%. Illness or injury as part of a self or a family member is 15%, so there's definitely a lot of impacts in bankruptcy uh, for for entire families. So uh, I'm excited to have today two guests uh, in the studio that come uh, at services for people with disabilities in a couple different ways. First, I'd like to introduce Callie Davis, who works for Wyoming's Division of Vocational Rehab as a vocational rehab counselor. Welcome, Callie. Well,
1: hello. Thanks for having me.
0: You bet. And second, I'd like to introduce Emily Cosner, who is the Disability Services Coordinator at Central Wyoming College. Welcome, Emily.
2: Thanks for having me, Lance.
0: And thank you both for joining me here. Um, you know, I know it's both of your uh, first experiences in the podcast, and it's only my fifth. So we're all learning here. We're all going to stumble a little bit. That's okay. Everybody out there in listener land, totally understands. So um, we're going to talk about disabilities and their connection to mental health um, for the most part. I mean, we can certainly go off on, on a variety of other areas, and we're going to talk a little bit about what each of you do that might fall outside of mental health. But Callie, um, starting with you, can you share with us what, uh, about, about what you do at the state DVR office?
1: Okay. Well, like you said, I'm a vocational rehabilitation counselor. So basically what I do is provide services to people with disabilities, mental health disabilities, or any other type, hearing impairment, visual impairment, physical, uh, musculoskeletal. There
0: you go. Yeah, yeah, we can say it.
1: (laughs) So uh, we provide services to people with disabilities to help scoop them up, dust them off, and get them back to work. Uh, That could be finding resources to help them manage their disability, to help them to be better prepared to get to work. Or it could also involve training, retraining, to get them back to work. But um, you could think of vocational rehabilitation like high-octane workforce services. You're getting a lot of extra support. Um, There's some funding involved with that to help pay for school, pay for treatment, that kind of thing. But the big picture is getting people with disabilities back to work.
0: Gotcha. So Emily, um, can you also share with us what you do at CWC that connects to disabilities?
2: Yeah, so a big part of my job is um, as Disability Services Coordinator at CWC. So I work with students that come to me and identify that they have some sort of disability that's going to impact them here at school. Um, And that can include mental health concerns, anxiety, depression. And then also a a wide range of disabilities, like Callie mentioned, um, hearing impairment, visual impairment, uh, physical disabilities, um, ADHD, autism spectrum, lots of areas I serve students. And one of the main things we do is provide accommodations in the classroom. Uh, So that can look like accommodations for testing, extended time, testing in a separate location, support with note taking, some other th- uh, common ones we do some, you know, um, electronic textbooks with reading applications. So some assistive technology. Gotcha. So that is um, my main connection.
0: So and, and the two of you work together at times on mutual clients. You, Callie, you'll have people that you'll decide maybe should go to school for a while before going to work, and would refer what would be clients to become students at CWC. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. We collaborate. If I have somebody who's identified that they need this retraining to get back to work and really find their groove, so to speak, in the workforce, I'll make a phone call to Emily with the client's permission, of course, and say, hey, we need to set up some accommodations for this person. And Emily and I brainstorm together what would be the best fit. and try and make that transition from working with me to sliding in and receiving services from Emily as smooth as possible. Because that's scary, going from maybe not working at all to now being expected to go into college and do well and learn and get this credential to be able to find work, that freaks people out sometimes, Mm -hmm. and understandably. So being able to help that person make the connection with Emily to get what they need we absolutely work together.
0: Right. And then, you know, Emily, you kind of take the handoff mm-hmm. and take them through that process at CWC. Um, any, anything else you kind of wanted to add to that process?
2: Absolutely. Just Callie and I coordinating. I will find sometimes I'm working with a, a student and they're telling me about their struggles in the workforce or difficulty finding work. And I'll say, well, you're working with VR, right? And they'll say, No. So I'm like, oh, well, we got to get you connected with Callie or okay. Ted here in Riverton. So there'll be times that I will send someone Callie's way too.
0: Gotcha. So it's mutually referral. Like you, Callie might find people, send them on to Emily, but Emily, you might find people and send them on to Callie or Ted at, at the Riverton Book Rehab.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Great. So, um, Emily, how does your work with disabilities connect with mental health issues with students that you work with at CWC?
2: Absolutely. So sometimes when a student comes to me for disability services, their main issue they're struggling with is mental health. So we define disability very broadly. You, when people think disability, they may just think a physical disability right. or um, visual or hearing impairment. But a mental health concern can absolutely qualify you as a student with a disability. So sometimes that's the first thing I see. Um, there's also co-occurrences uh, you know someone who maybe has um, has an injury that has um, changed their world they were injured in work and they can no longer do the work they've done for years and years that can have mental health implications sure. um, depression anxiety that go along with it So it can be kind of the primary or it could be secondary to something else going on for that person.
0: Gotcha gotcha And Kelly, How would your duties have similar connections, and is there any overlap to what you do and what Emily does on those mutual clients?
1: Well, I agree with Emily. I see a lot of the co-occurring disabilities. You know, working as a truck driver, for example, for 20 years, and all of a sudden a back injury happens, and they can't work in the truck driving field anymore oh, no, how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to get my kids through college? So there's some anxiety. With that, there's some hopelessness, which brings depression, and, and it's almost a downward spiral. So when I work with clients to say, okay, well, th- let's look at the silver lining. You were a truck driver for 20 years. You've got a bunch of great skills there, but this is your chance to really explore things that, that maybe weren't, wasn't on your radar in the past. So trying to find that silver lining And then taking that person who's nervous, anxious, depressed, back injury, saying, I know somebody that can really help walk you through that process. So getting them hooked up with Emily.
0: Right. Now you're talking specifically about a referral to say to CWC for education, but I would imagine you also work with Fremont Counseling, for example, or other mental health providers in, in just helping because you may work with them directly about going in straight into another career, not necessarily with retraining, so but they still need that mental health support.
1: Absolutely. I'm there's a lot of high quality amazing therapists in Fremont County and collaborating with them, Fremont Counseling, Wyoming Counseling Services, getting people what they need to be successful. So there is a lot of collaboration there. And we also, depending on the disability, may look into other resources as well, such as community entry services and a couple other service providers in Fremont County have job coaches. Mm -hmm. These people that can... Go and work amazing things. Find jobs that aren't advertised and help people learn the jobs. So there's tons of resources out there that we tap into to help the clients. Right,
0: gotcha. So you know, you mentioned depression and anxiety. Uh, would those be the most typical or the only mental health struggles that, you, that your clients, uh, respective clients, exhibit? So maybe I'll start with Callie and we'll give Emily a chance to answer that.
1: I see depression and anxiety quite often. Um, it, like Emily said, it can be either be the primary disability or it may be a secondary disability. But I also see some folks who may have a diagnosis of bipolar mm-hmm. or may have a diagnosis of a personality disorder. Those are less common. Most Again, mostly it's depression and anxiety. But regardless of what that label may be, my job is to help them to get hooked up with the right people that can really give them hope.
0: Right, right. Emily, what what's your typical student like? Uh, that that what kind of mental health struggles are they dealing with?
2: Sure, I would say a lot. Falls maybe within maybe an adjustment disorder, um, something like that, maybe a more short term adjusting to college, mm-hmm. understanding the demands of college, being away from home for the first time, um, coming back and juggling uh, school and work and kids. So something, you know, kind of around uh, adjustment mm-hmm. and then depression and anxiety. Absolutely. Um See a lot of that um, trauma-related diagnoses, PTSD, um, commingling with a lot of those uh, things. Um,
0: do you think? Do you think there that uniqueness? Is there something unique, or are um, folks that are going through a disability um, situation? no different than anybody else. Is there something unique about a a, a disability client at DVR or a disability client at at CWC that makes it unique about them with their mental health struggles, or are they just like anybody else? Either of you, I guess.
2: I would say, in general, maybe if it's a combination of um, maybe a physical disability and some mental health concerns, it just... Maybe makes the person more vulnerable and needing more support, um, but I would say in general, I think it's you know, pretty pretty much the same. Um, mm. But could but again, um, if you're coming like Callie and I, the the example we've used of you've worked somewhere for twenty years and then something big changes, that definitely makes you more vulnerable to s- some mental health concerns.
0: Gotcha, Callie. Any thoughts on?
1: I think that um, regardless of disability, we all experience anxiety. We all experience symptoms of depression. I think what makes it different is that that diagnosis for the people that we work with gets in the way. There may not be um, a rehabilitation in place. There may not be counseling in place or medications in place or a support network in place. Um, And that's, again, where we can step in and get those support networks set up and and really help with coping strategies too. Mm -hmm. What helps?
0: Right, right. Well, and the the key is is that probably if they have both you and mental health support at the same time. In some instances, I know. Uh, in full disclosure, I work with Emily at, at the college, so I am very aware of what she does, and and in knowing that a lot of times she can provide both the mental health support and the disability support at the same time. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Callie, you you might be referring out and. and picking up mental health support from Fremont Counseling, and Wyoming Counseling, mm-hmm. for example, as you mentioned, that the key is is they're getting double the support. They're mm-hmm. getting a lot of support to make that transition. So uh, a little shift a little bit maybe and, and talk a little bit about yourselves is why did you go into this particular career? So, Callie, I'll start with you.
1: Oh, boy. Um, I'd like to – the quick and easy answer to that is I kind of fell into it when i was at college at cwc a long long time ago i was looking for a part time job and i applied at community entry services working with people with intellectual disabilities and they were willing to work around my college schedule so i'm like woohoo this is where i need to be and i realized that i almost got a a high i guess mm-hmm. in helping people reach their independence goals and i'm like wow you know i kind of like this so I switched my degree track. Um, Originally, I wanted to be a pharmacist, so big switch there. Um, Ended up in human services, eventually got my master's degree. Now I'm a VR counselor. And I think the reason why I stay in this field is because when, when you meet somebody for the first time at a Christmas party or something like that, hey, what's your name? What do you do? Where do you work? It's one of the top three questions that are asked when you first meet with someone. For me, that's evidence that employment in our society is super important. Now, take that away from somebody. Mm-hmm. You don't have employment. You're missing something that's very valuable. So in my job, I can really, really help to get somebody back to work and help them feel fulfilled, I guess. Right. So,
0: Abs- Absolutely. I agree. Emily?
2: So I, you know, my training, my degree is in social work, and I, you know, I'd I'd say it sounds maybe a little cliche, but I've always wanted to help people, and uh, my mom was a social worker, so I had kind of that background, seeing her do her work growing up, and, you know, getting to this specific job, I've actually done Callie's job, um, Invoke Rehab, Um, and so got introduced to working with people and adults with disabilities, and that, I, I really enjoyed that, um, and then when I came to my current position, it was a really awesome fit, because I got to work with students with disabilities, a wide range of disabilities, and then I also get to provide counseling to students, so I kind of get to do a little bit of both of things that I really, really enjoy, and so, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what brought me to where I'm at, and sure. I'm very happy to
1: do it.
0: Great. So, Callie, how how do people qualify for DVR services, Is, and how do they contact you?
1: Well, we are the Cool Kids Club. Anybody can go into workforce services and receive assistance. You can look at the job boards. You can get help with your resume. It's a great public service. But Voc Rehab, we're, we're an agency that provides more Intense services, I I suppose. Specialized. Right. So we are eligibility-based. And what that means is that, one, you've got to fill out some paperwork. um, We are your typical government agency. It Mm -hmm. comes with paperwork. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it's not that bad. But also, a person needs to have a documented disability. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that that person's receiving Social Security or something like that. But having a, a disability, in our view, is something that is a barrier to employment so documentation could be something from a medical doctor a mental health professional things like that
0: and and based on like we talked earlier about a referral from somebody say a professional like emily who refers to you do they have to walk in already having the doctor's you know thing or like if there's some suspicion or some professional thought that maybe there's something going on here, they can come to voc rehab and, and, and will help. And you'll help with that.
1: Yes. We'll help track down records if they exist or if there is no records, but the person is telling me, you know, this has been a barrier for me for a very long time. I'm like, okay, let's go and do a little bit of digging and let's have you meet with a psychologist or right. let's have you meet with a medical doctor. And voc rehab can pay for that. What we call diagnostics, um, Basically documenting what's already there. Um, but yeah, 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 somebody can just come walk through the door and say, I need some help. And we take the ball and we run with it.
0: Gotcha. How do they contact you or, or even the Riverton office?
1: Okay, so I cover Lander, Jeffrey City, Atlantic City, Crowheart, Dubois, and part of the reservation. Uh-huh. Um, my colleague, Ted Knowles, here in Riverton, covers Riverton, Shoshone, Kinnear Pavilion, in those areas there's a lot of ways to contact us you can if you're computer savvy you can google wyoming vocational rehabilitation or you can go into job service and say hey i need to talk with the vr counselor they can help make the referral or my number is three three two four four six five pick up the phone and give me a call great
0: okay great emily um how do students qualify for services at cwc
2: Yeah, so students just um, have to, you know, the first step would be to come talk to me at CWC. Um, And so I reasons that you may come talk to me or you may qualify for disability services, if you had an IEP in high school or a 504 plan, that could absolutely qualify you for disability services. If you just have something going on for you, whether it's mental health, related to learning, um, related to chronic illness, or a a physical disability, hearing impairment, visual impairment, something that's going on for you that's going to impact you in your quest at CWC, come talk to me and we can work together to um, there are some instances where I need documentation. Uh, there are some instances where I don't. If it's a if it's a physical disability that is apparent, we can provide services just based on that. Um, if if again we need documentation, I can work with you to help find out who could provide that to us. Um, and then after that we just work together to put the accommodations in place that make sense for you um so my office is in main hall at cwc um so you can come find me there in the student support center um you can give me a call uh 307-855-2011 you can get on our cwc website and email me there that's how you can get to me excellent
0: and and i would want to point out we have uh, i believe i'm Pretty sure this is the case. Is we have listeners outside of Wyoming, actually outside of Fremont County, uh, had a, a few indications of that. The cool part is, is that should I say all states have VOC rehab services um, by law? They're required. Absolutely. Reco- yeah. Yes, it's and,
1: a legally it's a federal and state program, so we're legally mandated to provide services across the nation right and
0: and so if you're listening somewhere outside of wyoming voc rehab uh, services exist throughout all of the states. Uh, same with higher ed. Um, if you happen to be interested in going back to school and you know have a community college or a university close to you, they are also obligated to provide those services. Now, sometimes they're offered in, in different ways, uh, perhaps not necessarily called the same thing, um, but the key is, is that there are services both in the state and in higher ed to help uh, folks with disabilities to uh, make that transition and be as successful as possible. Um, So, any final recommendations that either of you would would have for those that are struggling with depression, anxiety, or mental health concern that you would kind of want to wrap up your um, recommendations from a disabilities perspective? Emily, I'll I'll start with you.
2: Sure. So, I would just say if you are struggling with a disability, uh, mental health, whether it's related to mental health concerns or anything else, uh, to to reach out to reach out to find those supports um just find one person who cares and who has the knowledge and just um let them let them help you and that um seeking help is not a weakness but a strength and um that there are just absolutely people out there wanting to help you be successful
0: you bet callie
1: uh to play up on what emily said We collaborate all the time, so reach out to one person, and that one person could be the gatekeeper, so to speak, to get you hooked up with all these other people too. And people that are in this field, people like myself, like Emily, like you, we aren't in this field to make our millions. We're in this field to make a difference, a positive difference. Our entire job is devoted to helping people reach their goals. So give us a call. We can help.
0: Great. Great. Well, thanks to uh, Callie and Emily uh, for joining me today and exploring a little bit about disability services. Um, So, as you all know, I end my podcast with a challenge on actions that you can take based on what we've talked about. So, uh, this week, here is my challenge, and it's related to disability. Uh, Stephen Hawking, who lived a good portion of his life in a wheelchair and was unable to speak without technology, once noted, "Quote." My advice to other disabled people would be, concentrate on things your disability doesn't prevent you doing well, and don't regret the things it interferes with. Don't be disabled in spirit as well as physically. So, the human spirit is one of ability, perseverance, and courage that no disability can steal away. One way to ignite this passion and maybe jumpstart a happier and healthier lifestyle is by reading inspirational books or looking for messages from those authors that are out there. So go to a local bookstore, go to Amazon, go to your local library, wherever, wherever, But get a book on a topic that has always interested you. Read it and open yourself up to the possibilities and the inspiration that it provides. There's a pretty good chance that you'll be amazed, inspired, and positively motivated to get out there and act on that inspiration. So I want to thank you again for listening. And if you know someone struggling with uh, their mental health, talk to them, listen with an open mind, and offer your support or call a professional. Remember, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number is 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. And remember, let's all be positively mental out there.